Well, welcome. This is your host, Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard Movement Internationals, also the Lion of the Tribe of Judah Global Tent Ministries. Yes, where there is life, love, joy, peace, and harmony. I pray that today that you are well and that you are staying warm. It is very cold out, but it is very sunny and it is beautiful out. So I want to pray the blessings of the Lord over your life. God, thank you for the people that have lended their ears to me on this day. God, thank you that it is Fabulous Friday. God, thank you for everything that you are doing and are about to do in our lives. Thank you for healing in advance. Thank you for restoring in advance. Thank you for all the things that you have done in our lives. Thank you for completeness. Thank you for wholeness. Thank you for restoration. Thank you rebuild. Thank you for rebuilding and restoring everything, God. We love you, we magnify you, and we glorify you this day. And if anyone that is on the line that is not feeling well on today, including myself, I just want to speak healing from the crown of our heads to the very soles of our feet, because healing is the children's bread. God, we thank you in advance for healing and restoring in Jesus' name. Amen. I just had to say that on today. Um, nevertheless, you know, when you when you have uh, went through so much and you have uh, experienced so much in, in your past and, you know, those little bitty things don't have a hold on you. You, you kind of stifle through those things. You maneuver through those things because you know the enemy wants to what? Kill, steal, and to destroy. But God came that we may have life and that more abundantly. Moving forward, today I want to talk a little bit about the death of Saul um, and what brought that on. First of all, we know that disobedience will bring about death. Disobedience will will cause a major distraction and a delay in your life. Have you ever been around people that sometimes, when they have gotten restored, they don't uh, they don't return back to the to the place where they was restored from? I'm talking about to God. And so they they get hot-headed and they start doing their own thing. They start building and forgetting about God. And so sometimes God have to shake us a little bit just to remind you, hey, I'm the one that healed you. I'm the one that delivered you. I'm the one that 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 freed you from that spirit of anxiety and depression. I'm the one that that shook the the snake off of you. It wasn't you, it was me. He said it was me. I was there with you from the beginning to the very end. So my advice to you is don't forget about God. Don't forget about your position in God. Don't forget to to remain obedient to the Lord. Do not he said, any man that put his to put his hand to the plow and look back is not fit for the kingdom. Now that your hand have been put to the plow, don't you look back. Keep plowing, keep moving, keep shifting. See, a lot of times, and we go in, I want to give you the scripture, but a lot of times I have to be obedient to God. A lot of times we do things that we desire to do. And as we as we recall in our Bible, if you read First Chronicles chapter ten and chapter eleven, it talks about even during the time when you remember when David tried to build the temple and God was he didn't allow him to build the temple. 
Okay, I want you to go back and study that for yourself because a lot of times we're building and doing things and we're just busy, 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 busy. And God said, no, you're doing this, but I want you to do that. You over here and I want you over there. You over here building something I didn't tell you to build. You over here trying to link up with these people. I didn't tell you to link up with these people. You over here doing this. And then when it all falls down, you get mad at yourself. You get mad at everything, everybody around you. You slap your dog, kick your cat, overfeed the fish because now you are mad at everybody and everything and then every message that you have is always an aggravated message. Why? Because we have to move when God says for us to move. We can't do anything without God. We need God in every aspect of our lives. That's from our workplace, our homes, <coughs> our businesses. We need God. God, give me instructions. Give me direction. Give me insight. Yes. God, order my steps daily. God, thank you for the no's and thank you for the yeses. Thank you for the doors that were shut and thank you for the doors that was open. God, I know that every door is open is not the door for me to walk into. God, thank you for allowing things to occur so that I won't walk through that door. Something is behind that door that you do not want me to experience. So God, thank you. Because every time I get, I get ready to walk through that particular door, something happens. And everything is not the devil. Sometimes God is saying no. But we blame the devil for everything. As you know, if the devil is doing anything in your life, he has to get permission from my father and your father. Okay? He can't do anything. When you read about the story of Job, God said, who are you considering, my servant Job? Satan was just walking to and fro, seeking. But God said, the reason why he said that, because he knew the spirit of Job. He knew that Job was not going to turn on him. Even when his wife came up and said, you need to just curse God and die. So why would I curse God and die when I can bless him and live? Why would I not serve a God that have done so much for me and my family, that have healed me, that have, t- that have taken me off of my, de- my deathbed, that have delivered me from so much, have delivered me from the hand. See, when you have a resume with God, you won't listen to foolishness, foolish people, when they come telling you, why are you going through this? Why are you going? I'm going through that because it's my time to go through it. I'm going through that because God is going to use that as a testimony. Without a test, there's no testimony testimony. Yes, without all the mess, there would have been no messages in me. Without all the the setbacks, there wouldn't have been no come-ups because God would have allowed the enemy to have his way with me when I was in my mess, but he didn't. So we got to take note of the things that God is doing in our lives, how he is maneuvering through our lives, how he is, how he have chosen. God have chosen you for such a time as this. You didn't choose God. God chose you. God handpicked you. God said, not you, not you, not you, but you. Come on. Come on here. I, I recall a dream that I had. 
that I was sitting up amongst a bunch of, it was like, it was in a church setting. And I was like right in the middle, a bunch of, a, it was a whole bunch of church people. And I, I dreamed that a giant walked in and I said it was an angel. And that angel said, not you, not you, not you, but you come go with me. Be ye separate. And I walked and I left. And the giant, he was so huge, he had to bend his head to get out the door. That's why I knew that was sent from God. God was letting me know, be ye separate. Separate yourself from the ungodly and the unclean. Separate yourself. Separate yourself. I think I brought this to you all before. Uh, I've never been a person to just, you know, drink, drink, drink. That ain't never been my thing, you know. Uh, I used to go out and, you know, have a good time. And, yeah, I used to drink, but I never been, no. You know how people, they just drink in the morning, drink at night, they drink, you know. They never been my thing. So it, it had come a time to where I had, a, I had a bottle of wine in my house. And I would only uh, drink it maybe once or twice a year. That's on birthdays and you know, uh, whatever is my birthday or it's my husband's birthday or whatever, we would have a glass of wine and cheers to each other. That's it, you know. And this particular time, uh, when we moved in our new place, I knew that, you know, God was here. He's in every place that we were at, but God was letting me know, no, this is, I brought you here because this is a place where I reside. I reside here. I live here. Me and my angels, we are here. So nothing unclean can come up in here. And I didn't realize that. So I brought the, the same bottle that I had been here. I brought it here and I put it up. And I, me and my husband wasn't drinking out of it. We, on my birthday, we had a glass. And that was it. Okay. And so I went to bed and I had a nightmare. I had a, a dream that uh, something of the wrong spirit had was trying to get into my house. And I dreamed I was fighting it to get it back out of my house. And so I, I thought about it. I said, it didn't happen until I brought that bottle of wine in my house. You know, each to his own. Not saying that it's the devil, it's this, it's that. You know, I'm not saying anything. I'm telling you what, what's for me. What's for me may not be for you. I'm just telling you for Rhonda. And so I, I didn't think nothing of it. So um, on my husband's birthday, we uh, I had a glass of wine and I went to sleep and uh, had a nightmare again. And so... I went to God and I asked him, I said, Father, um, I know you don't talk all the time because that's not who you are. When you say something one time, you may come back and say it again, but I just want to make sure that this is you telling me I need to get this out of my house and for me not to even think about drinking wine, to not even have any wine at all, okay? He, he, he said it directly. He said, get rid of it. It wasn't, a, I didn't have to question it. I didn't have to do anything. I went and I, po I poured it out and I took it to the trash can. He said, be ye holy for I am holy. I don't want you to drink any wine. I don't want that to be a part of your life, period. That was all that I needed to hear. Okay, that's not for everybody. And that don't mean that I will start talking bad about everybody else because they have a glass of wine over their dinner or because they have a glass of wine when they celebrate something. That's not, my, that's not for me to do. But I'm just telling you what happened for me. Because like Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Anything unclean. That's why I don't have a whole lot of people running in and out my doors. You know, my children, my grandchildren, 
you know, they come here. But anybody else, I haven't really had anybody come in and out my house because a lot of times when we start bringing in people in, you better know what type of spirit you're bringing in. I don't care how holy your place is because every place that we've lived in, I've given it back to God. Every place. Before we moved in, I've always saturated my places in prayer, you know. But God had to let me know this time, I don't even want that in here. You know, and if I would have kept it in there, who knows what would have occurred. So I got it out of my house. Okay. So obedience is better than sacrifice. Okay. We got to understand that. We, a lot of times we thinking that, um, because someone chastises us or say certain things, they don't want us to be, they don't want us to have fun. They don't want this. No, that could be God telling you that's for this person, but that's not for you. Uh, I believe it was Samson where when he told his mom that he's not, not only should uh, he drink wine, but he's not to even cut his hair. It's a lot of people in the Bible where God told them not to even drink wine. And I believe it was Jeremiah also. So evidently is he didn't, he didn't say everybody, but it was uh, some in the Bible that he specifically said for them not to drink wine. And I'm one of those that don't make me better than you make me better than anybody else. It just make me set apart for the master's use completely with no, with no hiccups, with no distractions. So it's better to obey God to, than to disobey God. And you're going to find out here in just a minute. Okay. I told you to read first uh, Chronicles chapter 10. Also, you can go on just to get an understanding. You can read uh, chapter 11, but I want to start at verse 10 and I'm not going to talk. I'm going to talk about it. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to talk about uh, verse 10. And then I'm going to read chapter uh, verse 13. And then I'm going to explain to you uh, what is it that God was saying. Okay. And uh, chapter 10, verse 10, Dagon, uh, <clears throat> Dagon, the most important, he was most important God of the Philistines. Okay. He was believed to bring rain and to provide rich harvest. The Philistines built temples to him when they settled in the grain producing land of Canaan in times of drought, people begged Dagon for pity. Not God. Did you hear what I said? They begged Dagon, even to the point of sacrificing their children to his temple. In the times of plenty, the temples were used for twisted forms of entertainment, such as humiliation, of captives, see Judges 16, 23, and 30. But Dagon, like the other pagan gods, was powerless against the one true God. And we know that. Read 1 Samuel 5, 1 and 7. Okay, so when you start to look at anything, start exalting anything higher than your God, that thing become your God, no matter what it is. It could be your spouse. It could be your children. It could be your job. It could be your money. It could be your house. It could be whatever. Anything that you exalt higher than God, you better know you're, you're heading for doom. Okay, now I'm going to read to you uh, chapter uh, 10, verse 13, where it says, So Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. He failed to obey the Lord's command, and he even consulted a medium. What is a medium? I'm glad you asked. That's a soothsayer, a palm reader. Okay. Instead of asking the Lord for guidance, so the Lord killed him and turned the kingdom over to David and uh, and David's son Jesse. Okay. Now, as we know, David became king. 
okay? Even though David had a lot of issues, but David still was a man after God's own heart, okay? Now, going down a little further, the actions of the warriors who brought back and buried the bodies of King Saul and his sons should encourage us to respect our God-giving leaders. David showed respect for Saul's position, even when Saul was chasing him to kill him. He still respected him. And it's just like, um, I used to tell people, they used to say, well, you know, I don't know why you don't, you know, why you still deal with people? Why you, you know, I would do this and I would do that. I'm like, no, that the best punishment they can get is when God get them. I'm not God. So my best thing is to leave them alone and not put my mouth on them. And so you have a lot of people, they would, uh, like if a leader fall, they would get on Facebook, they would get on Instagram and they would bash that leader like, they would talk really bad about their leader, not knowing that God is not pleased with that. You know, you're never supposed to rejoice or talk about anything. We do know when people fail that it's, it's recorded. You know, we do know that, but you don't never rejoice in that. That's why it's dangerous for, I always say, when you when you talk bad about other leaders and say they did this, they committed adultery, they fornicated, they did that. And it's sad when you're hiding and you're doing it, you just haven't got caught. Okay, moving further. Okay, it says, how easy it to be critical to those in authority over us, focusing only on their weaknesses. We cannot excuse sin, but we should respect the position of those in authority, whether at your workplace, at church, or the government. Okay, 1 Thessalonians 5, 12, and 13 gives instructions for honoring church leaders. Romans 13 gives instructions for relating to government leaders. That's why I don't see why people, they're not afraid to talk bad about government leaders. Don't you know, no matter what, if they in there, God allowed it for whatever reason. Because a lot of times we're never, as people, we're never satisfied with what God gives us. If God gives us anything, we're never satisfied. We're always complaining about we need something better. So a lot of times when you do that, he'll let you have something better. He'll let you go ahead to your, you think it's better. It may be better on one end, but on the other end, it's, it's really destroying other people. Okay. Saul's unfaithfulness was both active and passive. He not only did wrong, but he also failed to do right. He actively disobeyed by attempting murder, ignoring God's instructions, and seeking guidance from a medium. Okay? He disobeyed by neglecting to ask God for guidance as he ran the kingdom. Obedience, too, is both passive and active. It is not enough just to avoid what is wrong. We need to actively pursue what is right. You have a lot of leaders that's pursuing money. They're pursuing money. They're not pursuing souls. They're pursuing prestige. They're not pursuing souls. They're pursuing uh, accolades. They're not pursuing souls. They are pursuing the light rather than the light of God. They're not pursuing souls. Mm-hmm. They're, they, 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 they really, they want popularity. They want the light. They want the money. They want all of that. But the Bible simply says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added unto us. I have a question for you. Every move that you make, is it God or is it just a good idea? Is it God that's telling you to do all these things that you are doing? 
Or is it that you don't want people to say that you are a failure or you have failed? Is it, is it you with your pride spirit that you want to do whatever you want to do and you just simply don't want to consult God in what you're doing? You're saying that it's God because you're constantly moving. But is it really God? Is it really God? Go out and compel the people to come to the Lord. Go out. Go out in the highways and the byways and compel the people to come to God. In the account of uh, in 1 Samuel 28, Saul asked the Lord for guidance but received no answer. This account implies that he did not ask God for help. The answer is, the answer to the apparent uh, contradiction lies understanding Saul's motives and the timing of his request to God. Okay? His frantic request came only when he tried to do everything his own way. Okay? And that's a lot of us. We only consult God when things are you know, we want it our way. So then we consult God. And if God don't say yes, we still move anyway. Okay. I even said, I said this and I don't care what people think or feel. I say, if something come up and God allowed it, that's God's way of telling me, don't go that direction. No, this is not your time to go. No. Okay. I do know the difference between the enemy and God. If you don't, something is wrong by now. You should know the difference. Okay, he never went to God unless there was nowhere else for him to turn. And that's a sad place to be. For you to only turn to God when things start falling all the way down. That's the only time you get so serious about God. If something happened with your children, something happened in your family, something happened with your finances, something happened with your job, something happened with everything around you. Then you see people. It's just like when 9-11 hit. Oh, my God. I was, you know, I was singing with the Potter's House Choir and all the, all the ministries came together. All the ministries, every, everywhere, they traveled near and far coming to have a universal choir, a choir with different ministries coming together to sing. You had so many people when that first movie came out, Passion for Christ, you would see people coming out the movie sad and crying. That was lasting only for a while to, do, to start back to doing the things that they desired to do. People of God, that is so unfair to God that you would do like the children of Israel, that God brought you through so much. He delivered you from so much for you to complain and return back to a place where he brought you out of bondage. It's sad that we don't embrace God's fullness, that we don't embrace the true and living God that we embrace everything but God. You got, you know, I pay attention. It's really sad. You know, sometimes you don't want to release certain people and then you say, I have to release them because I see that they, they playing with God. They're playing with God. You hoping that maybe something about you that they see that you're genuine and you love God and, and you're doing it God's way that they would stop it. But some people don't. They don't. They keep it going. So then you got to be wise enough to remove yourself. It used to be a time I would just just still hang on, even though I know I'd be like, well, maybe they are. No, maybe they not. Maybe they only want God when things fall down for them. 
Now they're embarrassed because they done got caught. They done got caught as stealing the church's money. They done got caught as stealing from individuals. They done got caught. So now they're feeling bad and they, they want everything they're doing. They want to put it on their lives so they can let people see, look, I've changed when they really have not changed. When they would change is when they go repent to the people that they've hurt and mean it. But pride is killing the church. Throughout much of Saul's reign, David was forced to hide uh, from him. If you read 1 Samuel 19 and 30, during this time, David had opportunities to kill Saul, but he didn't. Okay? Uh, but David trusted God's promise that he would be king in God, God's good timing. It was not up to David to decide when Saul's reign would end. During the battle, God ended Saul's reign just as he promised. Now, I know some of you say, now, why does the verse say that the Lord killed Saul when Saul took his own life? Read 1 Samuel 31, 3 and 4. <clears throat> 3 and 4. God had rejected Saul because of his stubbornness and rebellion. Okay? And had he had judged him for his sins. God arranged a defeat in battle so that Saul would die and his kingdom would be taken from his family. If Saul had not taken his own life, the Philistine soldiers would have killed him. Okay? In my closing... Your obedience is better than your sacrifices. God don't care anything about your money, your home, your, your cars, your houses, your, your, your job, your businesses. He don't care nothing about that. He wants you to have those things, but he don't want those things to have you. Some people have gotten so comfortable and so relaxed. God wants his people to surrender their all to him. Your heart, your mind, your entire being. Surrender your family to him. I pray that something that was said today that brought clarity to you. When you get time, go back and read first and I mean first chronicles chapter 10 and chapter 11. If you want to reach out to me, for prayer or just whatever you need, uh, my uh, email address is Pastor Taylor, the number 26 at gmail.com. Again, that's Pastor Taylor, the number 26 at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook under Rhonda Taylor. I'm on Instagram. I am also on TikTok. Yes. So it's, uh, and then I come on every Sunday from 4 to 5 p.m. at GFN Nation Radio. I'm also on Anchor. I'm also on Spotify. So either way it go, you will not miss the word, okay? Even if I'm not feeling my very best, I'm going to push God's word until I can't push it anymore. Until next time, may God bless you and may God keep you. It's my prayer. God, thank you for these people that have tuned in on today. Thank you that they have lent their ear to your word. Thank you for healing them. Thank you for restoring them. <clears throat> Thank you for covering them. Thank you for sending your angels of protection to their homes, to their jobs, and to cover them as they come. In. They go out and come back in this time and even forevermore. God, we thank you for your promised word in Psalms 91. 
We praise you. We magnify you this day and the days to come. Until next time, again, this is Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard Movement Internationals, also the Lion of the Tribe of Judah, Global Tent Ministries, where there is life, love, joy, peace, and harmony. Until next time, have an awesome and a God-blessed day.